What's up, my Survivor people? This is Tom Santilli, and you are listening to the Film Survivor Podcast. Thank you so much for uh, joining me this week as we uh, discuss Episode 8 of Survivor. We are more than halfway through the season. Hard to believe how quickly time is flying. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we're about to uh, discuss some things. They have an exit interview coming up with the person that was voted off last night and became the first member of the jury. So... Uh, yeah, here's a spoiler warning, last one. Please pause the podcast or come back to it uh, once you have already seen episode 8 or don't mind uh, having things spoiled for you. So there you go, there's the disclaimer. But, boom, let's do this. Yeah, so uh, I told everybody stick with this season, right? I thought this one was a good one. I thought this was a good, solid episode. I thought it had a lot of drama. There were some good challenges, uh, and there's a lot to go over. I'm going to kind of hit briefly on some of the things uh, that happened this episode. But, uh, yeah, you know, God, I keep saying it. You know, I, I think that this isn't the greatest season of Survivor. You know, I'll just say it. I think that's the kind of the feedback I've been getting on my uh, recap site, realityt.com. Who, uh, thank you for those of you who are uh, following my work on Reality T. Uh, the recap, of course, every Wednesday there. But, uh, you know, I'm getting some feedback, just kind of uh, melancholy this season. You know, just kind of mediocre. They're just kind of like, eh, it's okay. I'm not really into any of these characters. I don't really like anybody. It's just okay. So that's kind of been the vibe I've been getting. Um, But I keep telling people, you know, look out. I feel like there's some good players this season. I feel like there's a lot of people that are are in this game to make big moves and – I, I felt like the first few episodes we kept losing players that didn't fit that mold and were kind of outside of that. And I, I just kept thinking, you know what, when we're left with a bunch of really good uh, strategic players, uh, things could get really explosive. And uh, now that we're into the merge, uh, this was the second merge episode, uh, I felt like tonight pretty much had a little bit of everything that you might want. Uh, let's go through it. I mean, there was a secret advantage that, that was found by Lauren uh, that gives her, uh, not only did she find the clue, but she ended up playing it. Uh, you know, it, it was a, a basically the advantage gave her the ability to, if she didn't vote at a tribal council, she would then have the power to vote twice at a future tribal council, which is an interesting twist. And I, I kind of liked that because, uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But we, we had a secret advantage. We had a lot of strategy going on. We had the reward challenge that was super interesting and cool, where they had people, you know, eating one at a time, having to kind of pick their their, their portion size, and then the hidden uh, the clue that came out of that led to pandemonium, as Ryan called it, at the beach, where Christy and Cole were, you know, wrestling and digging through the sand looking for an idol that Ryan already had in his pocket. That was all pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on, I thought. You know, a lot of stuff between Ben and uh, Joe. We saw a new side of Ben that we hadn't quite seen. You know, the cool and collected, uh, you know, veteran uh, kind of lost his cool when Joe, you know, pushed his buttons. And that was all pretty interesting. The uh, the challenge was interesting. I don't, I'm not a huge Cole fan. I don't think Cole is long for the game. Uh, he's kind of annoying to me. And he obviously had never seen the show before. Uh, before he played, but it's all you have to respect it when there's a guy who he's going to get voted out of the game unless he wins immunity, and then he goes out and wins immunity. I mean that's just the epitome of, of Survivor and what the challenges should all should be all about. 
So Cole, you know, kudos to Cole for being able to keep himself in the game with a win. Because just by doing that, by staying in the game another three days, as we already have seen, the whole dynamic will have changed by the next tribal, and maybe Cole, you know, has has bought himself a lot more time in the game. But you had all that, and then you ended with a tribal council that was, you know, pretty interesting. You had people arguing, you had people um, saying some pretty profound things, and it ended in a tie vote. Uh, you had Lauren having to, on the down low, having to try to you know hide and conceal her uh, her no vote, and uh, it ended in a, what I thought was kind of a shocking um, conclusion with Desi getting voted off. Uh, after thinking about it a little bit more, you understand maybe why they went for Desi instead of Joe. You know, Joe's, uh, the, all the things that they were talking about him, him being annoying, all of those kinds of things are probably reasons to keep him around at this point in the game. Whereas Desi, she's shown that she's a challenge beast. Uh, she's shown really that she doesn't have many flaws in the game. She's personable. She's likable. She's strong. She's smart. Uh, she has it all. I mean, if she would have made it to the end, Desi would have, uh, in my opinion, had a great chance of winning. Uh, so they, they knew that, and they decided to take the advantage now and get rid of her while they can. So, uh, but yeah, but at, while watching it, I, I thought Joe was a goner, and then uh, and then he wasn't. So I like that Joe's still in the game. I think that he adds a lot of drama, and a lot uh, he stirs the pot, and uh, adds a lot. So... Yeah, all these things kind of congealed and, and, and mixed up into a, what I felt was a pretty good episode overall. A great episode, I'll go so far to say. So hope you agree. Hope you guys are getting into this season a little bit more as it goes along. Uh, as far as Lauren's vote, but yeah, I, I, I want to talk more about that because I really like this idea. The idea that you skip a vote and then you get two votes at a future tribal. The reason I like it is because it's kind of like a risk-reward. Uh, it's not just something you get and it's an advantage. She had to take a risk in order to reap the benefits of it. That risk, of course, being um, having to go to tribal and not vote and and try to have and try to have that not be discovered uh, by the other people. This wasn't the ideal vote for her to do that when they were splitting votes and things like that, you know. So she had to be really uh, cool and calm and collected and pull it off. There's been a lot made, too, if you guys read, uh, you know, like I do, and every Survivor fan should, uh, Dalton Ross's stuff on uh, Entertainment Weekly, EW.com, you know, he was really uh, big on, you know, how could they not know that there was one shy vote? You know, there were 11 people in the game and only 10 votes were read. Uh, and it's a good point, but I, I feel like uh, it seems to me like it did go unnoticed, Um Maybe they were just considering that Jeff didn't need to read that next vote. But although Jeff doesn't always read all the votes, he usually reads all the votes that are for each player. For example, he will only not read a vote if it means that they're in a majority of some kind. Like if it's a unanimous vote, he'll, you know, only four votes are needed to vote somebody out of the game, he'll read four of them. And he won't need to read the fifth and sixth and seventh votes, but he'll read the pertinent ones. And especially if there's a vote cast against another player he always reads those votes so it is interesting that it was a a tie vote and there was a vote missing uh very very interesting now that lauren has that power um you know we've seen a double vote advantage i think not quite in this way but i'm pretty sure we've seen double vote advantages in the past and i don't think that they've been used correctly yet so we'll have to see if this is something 
uh, that will help Lauren's game out or, or hinder her game, you know, because uh, she did tell Ben about it. And as we see, Ben has no problems in uh, trying to rock the boat. It looks like next week he's going to uh, possibly make a move against Ryan, who he uh, finds out has an idol. So all of that being said, uh, you know, it was a good episode. A real quick note, too, make sure you guys are watching the Ponderosa videos. Uh, Ponderosa, of course, is the place where all the jury members stay when they're voted off the show. It's where they all, it's kind of like a nice, you know, paradise-looking place where they get to eat as much food as they want and exercise and lay on the beach and contemplate their games and, you know, everything else. But it's where they stay in between tribal councils. And if you're not watching the Ponderosa videos, uh, you have to be. This is this is a supplemental part of the show that has become really a, a, a great part of the show. Uh, every week I, I check these out. They just started this week, of course, because Desi became the first member of the jury this season. So you can go to cbs.com slash survivor and find the Ponderosa videos each week. They're usually under like 10 minutes, so they're a quick watch. But they give you some insight. You know, they follow the person from the minute they were voted out of the game getting their instant reaction. You get to see them checking in with medical, how much weight they lost and anything like that. And then you get to see them arriving at Ponderosa and uh, their experiences as they kind of digest the fact that they're no longer in the game. A lot of times you can pick up a lot of good information from the Ponderosa videos uh, that will maybe maybe cue you in as to how these guys and girls might vote uh, once the end of the game rolls around. So anyway, check that out. Uh, also, a quick uh, little programming note. Uh, Thanksgiving is next week, so I'm not sure of the schedule yet with CBS. Uh, we will have a podcast at some point uh, with the uh, you know exit interview with the next person voted out of the, the game. But it will. I can tell you it won't be on Thursday. <laughs> it won't be on Thanksgiving Day. So uh, look for that. My recap also might be a little wanky. It might not come out Wednesday night per se. So my recap is definitely coming next week, as is the podcast, uh, but I just can't promise you when exactly at this point. So the best thing to do, as I always tell you, is make sure you're following me on Twitter, at Tom Santilli, uh, and that way you can always be in touch with my new stuff as I'm putting it out. Uh, you can also subscribe to this podcast. It's on Podbean and it's on iTunes. So if you just happen to stumble across it and, you, and you're interested in Survivor, and if you're interested in movies, this is definitely the podcast for you. So with all that, uh, let's get into the interview. I spoke with Desi Williams today uh, about her time in the game. And uh, here it is, guys. Here's the interview with Desi. Hey there. Good morning. Hey, Desi. Uh, how are you today? How's it going? I've been better. No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Has this been, uh, has this been rough to relive um, everything? Yeah, you know, just telling a story over and over again and sure yeah relive but i've made peace with it it's not as if i'm <laughs> at home pressed and crying about it well that's good that's good to know <laughs> so <laughs> i'm yeah i'm sure everybody's asking you um about uh last night's tribal council and the votes and things like that um you know see seeing that you were voted out last night kind of came as a shock to a lot of us um a lot of people thought that they would have maybe targeted joe um, why, why were you the target and kind of explain what, what happened with the votes with Cole and Mike, uh, not voting with you? Jeez. And, and Joe not voting with me. That, that right. was the most, yeah, I totally thought all we talked about who we were voting for. I was told we were voting for Lauren, totally thought all the healers were voting together and it would be great. 
um, because we sort of had an inkling that they were split um, across the board, the other alliance. Okay. So there's that. Uh, next, I have to sort of take it as a compliment that I was instead of Joe. Um, I think it became clear the first two individual immunity challenges that Joe was not an individual immunity threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I think he had pissed off enough people in the game, even at this point, that people felt like even if he happened to somehow make it to the end, like nobody likes this guy, he's not going to vote for him. Right. Um, whereas I think it was clear that I was a challenge threat. And secondly, if I made it to the final, like nobody hated me. So there was a good chance that once I was able to actually play the game, um, that I could could reasonably get votes. So I have to take it a little bit as a, as a compliment, I guess. Yeah, I mean, your your fate in the game was very closely tied to Joe, you know, uh, with him playing the idols um, and then, you know, being on the same tribe, obviously. Uh, were Was there any point, I know that we saw at one point um, after uh, the one vote where, uh, I'm trying to, oh, with Alan, after the Alan vote where um, you kind of were shown maybe, you know, showing that you were willing to kind of turn on Joe if needed, um, how real was that, and, and was there any thought throughout your game that um, of kind of distancing yourself from Joe, knowing that other people didn't like him? Yeah, I would say yes and no. I certainly had the conversation uh, about distancing myself from Joe, and I mentioned earlier that I had an inkling that votes were going to be split between the two of us. Okay. Um, and so it became clear before Tribal that I could sort of feel my fate and stay in this game if I just decided to vote for Joe at this tribal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I ended up having a real moral turmoil with that uh, because we got into a point in the game where I knew that so many of the people I had had conversations with and sort of made fake alliances with, you know, the Bins, the Warrens, the mm-hmm. Devins, the Ashley had lied to my face. But at that point in the game, I felt like Joe was the only person who was being truthful. And he was the only person I could trust in the game. And so while his gameplay is a, seems erratic, he wears his cards on his sleeves. And, and for that, I respected. And I felt like he had my back. Um, so it became this this battle, you know, do I play the game of Survivor where it's okay to deceive the people you care about and that you trust? Or do I stay true to who Desi inherently is, which is a trusting person who's also quite loyal? Um, and in that moment, I just decided that long-term, like, transitioning back to life, I would be able to transition much more easily being true to who I am instead of totally mm-hmm. going against who I am deceiving the one person in the game who I truly trusted. Yeah, and Joe, too, I mean, he could have very easily voted for you last night also uh, and, and made it even not a tie vote, right? Like, he could have uh, flipped with the other healers had he wanted to, but he stayed true to you in the sense that um, he might not have voted with you, but he at least didn't vote for you. Right, right. And I, yeah, I'm still confused as to why Joe voted for Ben. Still confused to mm-hmm. this day. Uh, <laughs> in fact, Ben had gotten on his nerves at that point. But I trusted that Joe wasn't going to write my name down. And he maintained true to that. There was a lot of uh, talk last night, too, about, you know, so Lauren had that advantage that, uh, you know, few people knew about. Was, was Did anybody, um, did you after like even in, in the moment or in the moments after that vote, did anybody kind of pick up on the fact that there was one less vote than there should have been? I admittedly, like almost 
<laughs> embarrassingly did not um, and did not realize until you know another person is voted off and, and reveals that to me that only 10 votes were read and, and Lauren didn't vote. So I didn't think twice about it. I was still in shock that the huge votes were all over the place and like what the hell happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I was totally shocked by that and had no clue that was going on behind the scenes. Are you convinced that had Cole not won immunity that they would have targeted him? Or do you feel like you still would have been uh, their target uh, as the biggest target of the healers? I think I probably still would have gone home. And had had I not won the first individual immunity, mm-hmm. I think I would have found Jess's spot, uh, to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clear, and, and that's why I sort of thought Christy was leading the, the ninth of the round table, as they like to refer to themselves. <laughs> sure. Um, because, you know, it's kind of like girl after girl. We've seen now four girls get voted out in a row. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy's leading those decisions. Uh, so hmm. I, I, I'm not convinced, no, that they were ever going to go for Cole as opposed to going for me. Some players, uh, as they go through the game of Survivor, they just kind of are in spots where you don't really get a handle on where you, you know, where you can make be in the position of making the major decisions. Maybe you find yourself on the end of the numbers, you know, the wrong end of the numbers, that sort of thing. Do you look back at your game and think that it was just kind of like, is there a moment where you feel like you could have taken more control of your own game per se, as opposed to um, the way that it ended up going for you? I mean, I'll say yes and no. Like there were certainly moments where I was like, what these people are saying is stupid. <laughs> but I was coming also from the vantage point that I know I'm a huge physical threat. I can't also reveal that I'm intelligent and, and thinking strategically about this game. So I was trying to lay low in that regard as much as possible because I knew I was a physical threat and I was a physical target. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was hoping by dumbing down myself and not revealing how much I was thinking about gameplay um, that that would maybe save me in the game. And so that maybe was the wrong way to think about it. But, I mean, I don't I, I don't know. I, I think I came out too strong. Um, but also I'm a competitor, so I couldn't allow myself to lose. Uh, so, um, I want to ask you more yeah. in deeper about that, too. With After Alan gets voted off, you know, you're on a tribe. You have Joe, and then you have um, Ashley and Devin. Um, and that's when we saw you on the on the episodes where you kind of were talking about, you know, you would possibly vote for Joe if, if needed. Had you guys gone back to a tribal with you those four, do you feel like you would have stuck by Joe and forced a tie vote? Or do you feel like it, that in that situation you might have turned on Joe? You know, it's tough to do the what ifs in that situation sure. because, you know, we're talking about tie vote and then possibly going to rocks, which is, or you know, so that's a whole different situation than just turning on a person because it's turning on a person and then putting it in like totally up to chance. Right. Um, okay. So I hate to go back and do the what ifs now. I think it's a possibility and it was a lot stronger at that point in the game. I had much less allegiance to Joe at that point in the game than I did uh, come day 21. Uh, you became the first member of the jury, uh, which uh, also a lot of people uh, call it the, the mayor of Ponderosa, so to speak. Um, 
you have you have this the tone you have the chance to kind of set the tone you know at Ponderosa. Um, at the time you were voted out, did you feel yourself harboring any bitterness uh, about the fact that you were voted off, or did when you were there alone for those couple days, were you kind of um, like what was that tone in your head that you wanted to try to set? No, I very much wanted Ponderosa to be a place of positivity. Um, I like to refer to myself as the queen of Ponderosa. <laughs> the queen of Ponderosa, that's even better. <laughs> queen is way better than mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't. You know, I, I had, I would say maybe the first 12 hours, like I went back and forth about the game and there were a few tears involved. Um, and then after that, I was like, you know what, it was a good experience. Like, let me just journal about this and then let me just live. Um, and so for me, I wanted Ponderosa to be a space where you can like reintegrate back into life, but also Ponderosa, or at least the game survivor stripped me down to be like this very vulnerable version of myself. If you ask how many people in my life have seen me cry, Hmm. I mean, very few have, like, I'm just that I've always been that type of person who holds my emotions very close. And I was very emotionally raw on the game of Survivor, um, especially in those final, final Hmm. scenes. Um, and so I wanted Ponderosa to sort of allow people to explore the pieces of their personality that were exposed during the game and figure out what components of those are good to take back into everyday life. Um, and so I think I have become a more open and vulnerable person because of the survivor experience. And I think that's a good thing. Um, but I, I'm able to make stronger connections because I'm not so afraid of somebody knowing my emotions. I'm okay just being being me and, yeah. and the raw version that's of awesome. me. That's very cool. Uh, I wanted to ask you too, uh, in your Ponderosa video that was released on CBS.com, um, they, they showed you, uh, we got it. We got some kind of background with your, your pageant experience and things like that. And we show, we, we were shown, uh, you kind of coaching one of the staff people, uh, who was going to be in a pageant. Have you had any contact with that person and, and how did they fare? Uh, so I have not had contact with her, but I was able to like Google, of course, because uh, we don't have any any way to contact people while we're at Ponderosa, and sure. she did not win. Oh, the, unfortunately. No. Okay. Well, um, what would you tell a person like that then? What kind of advice would you give somebody who 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 tries and doesn't succeed at first? I mean, that's essentially what I just did on Survivor. <laughs> pick up your head, going. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, decide if that's. And really in preparation for any pageant or any new experience, I never tell people, like, your your only goal in this cannot be to win because mm-hmm. apparently there are more losers than there are winners in everything. So it's good to want to win, but you have to have another personal goal that is not in the hands of other people. So on the game of Survivor, people have to vote for you to, for you to win. In a pageant, people have to vote for you to win. It's mm-hmm. out of your control. So you have to have another personal goal that you can control. Um and then so long as you are able to achieve that one, then you've been successful, even if you don't ultimately win. Uh, who would you have liked to have played the game with uh, that you feel like you might not have gotten an opportunity just because of the circumstances of the game? And, and, and also, who at the time you were voted out did you see as the biggest threats of the people that needed uh, to, to go? Yeah, so for me, I would say the biggest threat to me, and I think that's sort of a let uh sort of mentioned this earlier, we're probably Ben and Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person I wanted to work with, I, I mean, I, was, I felt like we had a good relationship and a good connection. 
socially that I kind of thought we were working together until we weren't. So it was clear <laughs> that we weren't working together. Um, so I like Lauren. I think she's a smart player. Um, I think she's a good person. Uh, and she was very convincing. Okay, yeah. No, my last question for you is just uh, what's something uh, what's something you would want people to know about you that maybe we didn't get a chance to see, uh, you know, on, on the air? Uh, I mean, when it comes to Survivor gameplay, that I was actually playing the game. I mean, I think the conversations I was having, the relationships I was trying to build were not shown because it didn't work for the storyline because ultimately those people <laughs> having conversations with had had a conversation with just about everyone about uh, the possibility of working with that person, and it just went out to work. Well, okay. Well, Desi, uh, thank you again. Sorry to see you go. Uh, we'll see more of you here as the jury comes along, but uh, best of luck to you in, in the real world, <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye. So there it is. There's my interview. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Again, with the Thanksgiving coming next week, please remember that uh, this podcast will be coming, but it won't be coming on Thursday like normal. Uh, and my recap also may or may not be up Wednesday night. It could be later in the week. could be Friday. Uh, but both of them are going to come out next week because there is a new episode of Survivor the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, but I just can't promise when this coverage will come out. But, of course, after that, the following week, we'll be back to our normal stuff. Follow me at Tom Santilli to make sure you get all this uh, coverage and that you don't miss anything. Of course, you can check out realityt.com as well just to make sure that you're not missing any posts. Uh, but that'll do it for this week. Next week on Survivor, uh, that Thanksgiving Eve episode, uh, looks like we're going to have some more fireworks. Jeff is promising some more big moves. Uh, Jeff Probst, that is, promising some big moves coming. Uh, and that he, he feels like we're in the, the heart of this game. And he says there's a lot of story left to be told. So uh, I think it's going to get better, guys. I think if you followed it this far, it might be a good payoff. So... Keep uh, watching Survivor. Keep continuing to listen to this podcast. And uh, I appreciate it again. Thank you all. Uh, real quickly on the movie front, hundreds of movies coming out as we uh, approach uh, you know, the uh, award season. Uh, I know that my own personal group, the Detroit Film Critic Group, uh, our awards are going to be due and announced in the beginning of December. Uh, so we got all kinds of stuff coming up with awards and all kinds of movies. This week, though, if you, uh, again, follow me on Twitter, you can check out my new reviews, including uh, the new Justice League movie, uh, as well as a critical darling so far this year, the Woody Harrelson and Francis McDormand starring uh, vehicle called Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Very strange name, but uh, pretty good movie. So check out those reviews. Uh, I'm the National Film Critic for Access.com, but again, get me on Twitter. All right, I've said I've said Twitter enough for one episode, so I'm going to move on from that. Wish you all a happy Thanksgiving in advance. Thank you again for listening, and uh, be safe, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.